0: Hey everyone, welcome to Faith Palm, the 12 Days of Podmas, with Jesse and Jake.
1: For the next 12 days, we're going to be talking about Christmas movies.
0: And for today's episode, we're talking about Christmas inheritance. (music) So, Jake, you've never seen this movie before.
1: I have never seen this movie before.
0: And the first time I saw it, I think, was last year. And I ended up watching it, like, three times with my sister, Alicia. Um, so, obviously, I like it. Jake, did you like it?
1: I enjoyed it. I mean, it definitely wasn't my favorite film. Um, it was no Klaus.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: But it's fun. And it it, it is one of those things where um, I uh, I always forget... Just how much I enjoy cheesy Hallmark Christmas like rom coms mm. until I'm watching one and I'm like, darn, they're literally, you know, pretty much very formulaic and have very similar messages. But sometimes when people start talking about like the meaning of love and like loving others, my heart feels that it. it's like, oh, so smart, so insightful. And this movie really did that. So. There's yeah. that,
0: yeah, and I think that's why I like it, and also, I just think the acting in this one, like for a cheesy, very hallmark style movie, I think the acting was great, um, I don't think it oh, yeah any of the none of the lines were given like in a cheesy way at all, and even though it was very predictable, I think it' still you still were kind of kept in the mystery, and like when things were revealed, like it was still fun.
1: Yeah, um, oh, and just to, like, you know, give our listeners, we are on our final category, which is, uh, Hallmark rom-com type Christmas movies. Ironically enough, neither of the movies we chose actually played on the Hallmark channel. <laughs> um, but I think, like, you know, as, as I think I said in our last one, um, Netflix and, like, Lifetime and all those pretty much have released their own form <laughs> of Hallmark Christmas movies, so... It's all one category at this point.
0: Yeah, and I guess a a better kind of genre name for it would kind of be rom-com, although I kind of put these in a separate category than things like Love Actually or The Holiday or something cuz those to me are true yeah. Christmas rom-coms. And while the while the Hallmark movies one movie ones are rom-coms, they it's you know what we're talking about. It's kind of a different level of rom-com.
1: Yeah. Um I will say this one's funny to me because it is like the quintessential Hallmark like style Christmas movie in that you have the like no nonsense corporate woman going to a small town falling in love with the small town man and like leaving her no-nonsense bit corporate business boyfriend for the small-town man she met two days ago. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. it is the quintessential one, and I love that about it.
0: Yeah, um, it's like, there are no surprises, but it's still good.
1: I want to give a shout-out to the uh, little girl in the um, hotel when they're, <laughs> when they're leaving who uh, just got her line spot on (laughs) i love it it just they obviously cast a girl and this was her first acting role and so uh when she delivers her lines it's like i cannot believe we had so much fun here in this inn (laughs) and just shout out to her
0: she she did good
1: also if it sounds like i'm well anyway I have a cough drop in my mouth, so I don't, don't cough. So if I sound funny, that's why. But I can't taste it, so we're good. (laughs) But, yeah, um, this movie came on, it's like a Netflix special, um, and it was kind of one of the first, I feel, because it came out in 2017, and I kind of feel like that's in my memory, 2017 is the year that like Netflix started doing these Christmas movies. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty and so, sure this is the same year Christmas Prince came out.
0: I feel like Christmas Pr- Prince was like 2018. Let me check that real quick. Was time. it? Oh no, yeah. So Christmas Prince was um, 2017. So it was around that same time. Um, actually, I think like within a month of each other. Um, But this one kind of, I feel like, got kind of pushed behind, you know, Christmas Prince and Princess Switch and all those ones. Because those ones are really good movies, and surprisingly, they weren't on our list this year. Um, I know. But this one...
1: We could have even had Princess Switch switched again.
0: I still haven't seen that.
1: I haven't seen it yet, either. I was supposed to watch it with a friend, and then Rona got me.
0: Well... I was going to say we could watch it together, but you should still watch it with that friend. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, because this one is such a normal Christmas rom-com, it really got pushed under the rug, and I really think it deserves a lot more credit. Um, not saying it's the best Christmas rom-com in the world, but I really enjoy it, and I know my little sister Alicia really enjoys it. Um,
1: I think there's a lot of character to it. There is. The is thing. Like... They don't seem like one-dimensional, typical Hallmark people. They actually add a little bit more characterization to the characters.
0: Yeah, and even to some of the um, side characters, too. Um, which is really fun like, to see.
1: They have uh, some pretty big names for, like... When I think of Hallmark movies, I think of people who haven't really been in anything, to be honest. Yeah um with the exception of like princess switch um but like eliza taylor um is the lead i've never seen the show but i know she's in the show the 100 on the cw um andy mcdowell is in it who is phenomenal actress Mm -hmm. um she was in groundhog's day like she's kind of a bigger 80s actress um but she still does a lot of these rom-coms um the, like, love interest Jake Lacey uh, was in the final season of The Office.
0: You know, I didn't even so. pick up on that, but he was. Yeah,
1: wow. I just saw it on uh, Wikipedia because I've never seen the final season of The Office, so...
0: Oh, are you doing the same thing with that that you do with um, Parks and Rec?
1: No, I don't like The Office, so I just haven't... I don't know, I just kind of gave up on it.
0: Okay, that that's fair.
1: I, I just... Sorry, people listening, I just really like Parks and Rec more, and I know you can love both, but I just can't get into the office.
0: (laughs) I think it's kind of a Star Wars, Star Trek kind of thing, like, a lot of people love one or the other, but I'm the weird person that likes both for each of those sets of things.
1: See, I have never, my my dad doesn't really like space movies and space things, so I, I missed out on a lot of that.
0: Well, now's the time to get into it.
1: I did. I was obsessed with Doctor Who for a good long time.
0: Did I know that about you? I feel like I knew that about you, because I'm also obsessed with Doctor Who.
1: Like, I mean, I definitely have gotten out of it because I couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah. uh, When I went to Belmont. So, anyway, back to the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um,
0: Yeah, so I guess, do we want to just, from here, jump straight into the plot?
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about this movie.
0: Alright. Um. So, beginning of the movie, um, we get to meet Ellen Langford, who eventually we're gonna start calling Ellie, because she ends up going by Ellie. Um. So, we meet Ellie at...
1: I forget that her name was even Ellen, and that, like, she didn't go by Ellie at the beginning of the
0: movie. Yeah, like, the name Ellen is reserved for, like, Ellen DeGeneres and nobody else.
1: Well, my Aunt Ellen...
0: Okay, and Jake's aunt Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we meet <laughs>
1: Shout out to Aunt Ellen.
0: <laughs> we meet Ellen Langford and she is at the company kind of charity Christmas party. Um
1: Toys for Tots. Yeah, they're Some raising placement. money.
0: Raising money for Toys for Tots. Um and she is what what the movie calls her is the party heiress. Um, so she's the hei- heiress to her dad's, um, big like, gift company. Um, she's Hearth, like Hearth Hallmark Paris Hilton. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the company's name uh, is Hearth oh and Home, and they do they do like gifts and such. Um, and so they're at this party, and she probably has had a couple to drink. It's not. It's she's not like drunk, but you can tell. She's doing backflips and such, and then one person says he'll double his donation if she like vaults over the Toys for Tots train. Um, and so she does, and she crashes into the tree, and that gets Well, she would have
1: stuck the landing if there wasn't some lady yelling at her.
0: True, true. Um And yeah, so that the image of her at the cr- crashing into the Christmas Christmas tree is then plastered over all the New York newspapers, because, of course, all New Yorkers are invested in this one character. Um, And so her dad, as kind of, kind of, I guess, punishment for her behavior, or in an attempt to get her to understand the Christmas season and kind of their customers, and how her being the party heiress is not what the face of the company needs to be, he tasks her with, with delivering these special Christmas letters to um, her dad's former partner and, like, basically best friend in um, a town called Snow Falls, um, which is- Of course, Snow of Falls. Of course, it's Snow Falls. Um, but that that is a town that her dad grew up in and where he met her mom. Of course, we find out that her mom is dead, so, you know, it's Hallmark.
1: Can't have character development without a dead
0: mom. Of course. From Bambi to Hallmark,
1: um but yeah, so she goes and goes home, sees her fiance, who is already a jerk bag, he is the worst, and she's like, "I have to go do this thing so that I can take over my father's company, and he's like, "But we have Maui planned, baby, <laughs> like we got to go to Maui on Christmas Eve."
0: Yeah, and she's but, like,
1: no. <laughs>
0: yeah, She is, even at this point, she is very determined to, like, prove to her father that she can do this. Because basically what's in it for her is she'll inherit the company. Um, and so her dad tasks her with traveling incognito. She can't, like, use her name um, to get sympathy because, you know, she's the heiress to a millionaire. Uh, everybody knows her name. So, she is traveling incognito, only has a $100 bill, and she's traveling by bus all the way to Snow Falls, which I don't think it says what state it's in, but she's traveling by bus, I think, overnight from New York to somewhere, so whatever that distance is.
1: And she's not allowed to uh, use credit cards or anything. Like, she just has to make it with $100 because that's what her dad and her dad's business partner did.
0: Yeah, um, her dad's business partner is named Zeke, and she, um, of course, because he's a family friend, she refers to him as Uncle Zeke. Um, but so, she gets to Snow Falls, and of course, through a series of misfortunate events, I think a taxi runs into her bags and stuff. Um, the taxi driver picks her up and takes her to the inn that Uncle Zeke runs, um, turns out the taxi driver, his name is Jake, coincida- coincidentally, huh. uh, but he also manages the inn.
1: Well, so she gets into the inn, and she's a little cranky because her name wasn't already on the reservation, so she has to, like, pay with her own hundred dollars for the room, even though it's, like, her uncle's place, you know? Yeah. Um, She gets into the room, and she's unpacking. And all annoyed. And then Jake knocks on the door and is like, are you hungry? And he takes her to this restaurant ran by Debbie, who is a local hero. Like, I just love her. Mm -hmm. Um, She's amazing. But so Jake goes nuts because in the diner plays Silent Night and we're like, why is he so mad at this song um and we find out that deb deb Debbie, deb is his aunt deb or debbie
0: (laughs) (laughs) his aunt (laughs) um
1: aunt debbie and that she used to date ellie's dad
0: what wild
1: um but yeah (laughs) that's kind of all we get in that scene and then it's the next morning And, essentially, Ellen's mad. Oh, because here's the big thing we kind of left out. Uncle Zeke is not there. He went on, like, some spiritual excursion. And these letters that she has to deliver have to be hand-delivered, because that's the tradition.
0: Yeah, it's a big... Um, I don't think we explained that. So, every year, um, Ellie's dad and Uncle Zeke kind of write letters back and forth. um, Kind of, recapping the year, kind of your basic... Christmas card but in regards to their families and to the company. Um and then every year they alternate years and they go and visit each other each of the years. So it's a bit, it's a hand delivered that's just how it's done kind of way.
1: Yeah. So um so she can't deliver the letters. She thinks Uncle Zeke will be back the next day. He is not and she's like, "Oh no. I i can't spend another day like i can't spend another day here and jake's like why not and she's like i spent all my money on food i don't have enough for another night and um because it is a homework movie and things have to happen he says well my housekeeper's sick have you ever made a bed before and essentially (laughs) she gets to work a day to stay there that night which is sweet and like probably like not <laughs> something that would ever actually happen,
0: yeah, I wish I wish the world was like that, yeah, right, yeah, um, and then so she's cleaning rooms and stuff, and has a mishap with a vacuum that leads to dust all over the place, and so Jake's like, no, you you're not doing this anymore, um, and I think he asks her what she does, and she almost slips up and says where she works but then she says oh i'm a baker um and so he actually takes her back to the diner where debbie works um and i guess employs her in making christmas cookies um is the whole thing yep
1: um even though she does not know how to bake
0: yeah and so debbie asks her to separate some eggs and walks out of the kitchen and ellie has no idea what separating eggs even means Um, and at that point we see Aunt Debbie, she looks at a picture in the, in the diner and it's actually a picture of Ellie's father and of course his wife and young Ellie, um, because of course this is his hometown and, um, Debbie is friends and everything. And she, she notices that, um, Ellie who who at this point is going by Ellie London, you know, very undercover, very secret. Um, she notices that Ellie looks a lot like her mother, and so she kind of makes that connection. She's like, "Oh, this is Ellie Langford." Um, and she confronts, kind of, not really confronts, but she goes and talks to Ellie and is like, "Hey, I know." Um, and teaches her how to make those Christmas cookies. Aww, it's
1: so and, very sweet. Um... Pretty much reveals to her that Jake was married prior and actually lived in New York City, but the girl broke his heart, and he came back, and he hasn't been able to recover.
0: Yeah, she broke his heart really to the tune of Silent Night, and that's why he can't stand that song.
1: Yeah. And then we get a little gossip sesh between Jake and Ellie, where they kind of talk, where Ellie's like, my fiancé is just you Know, not too happy I'm here. Um, and he, she's like, he, I guess I'm ruining his vacation, but she needs to like prove herself that she can do this. Um, and he also then all- reveals about how his wife left him to um, Silent Night, so he hates the song. And yeah. then a snowstorm hits, bah, bah, bah.
0: <laughs> yeah, big, big, lots of wind, lots of snow very very cold. And so basically all the people in the town end up congregating at the inn. Um all the like people who were traveling, a lot of the people who just lived in the town just happened to show up cuz I guess that's where you go when there's a snowstorm. Um and so Jake is out helping people get to the hotel. Um and Ellie remembers that earlier they had passed by a homeless man and she had felt so bad because she didn't have money to give him because she only had that 100 bucks and she spent it on dinner. Um
1: and also her terrible trash uh fiance has this philosophy that giving money to homeless people actually helps or actually hurts them.
0: Yeah, which um is... and so
1: Ellie has a typical New Yorker response to him asking for money, which like personally I like I understand having lived <laughs> and currently I guess technically kind of living in New York. Um, but this movie's about charity and love and Christmas and giving. So, like, it makes sense, you know. And if I could give money to everybody who needs it, I 100% would.
0: Yeah, uh, I would too. Um, but I understand where she's coming from with no money. Um, yeah. I've been there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, she remembers that he's probably out there on the street in the cold. And is like, oh no, I need to go get him. So she runs out in the not very warm clothes that she had on um to go and find him and bring him back and at this point she's still out jake gets back to the to the inn with the people that he was bringing and he asks aunt debbie like where where is ellie like and El and debbie says that she went out in the cold and he like he like is obviously very concerned and that's of course because it's a hallmark movie that's exactly when ellie gets back with um i think his name is baxter the homeless man Um, so she brings him back and Jake kind of sees that heart there of, oh, maybe she is actually a good person and not just a snobby New Yorker.
1: Oh, true love.
0: (laughs) Um, but yeah, and then of course, because there are so many people in the end, there's not a lot of space. All the rooms had been booked. Um, so people are going around saying, oh, I'll share with this person and this person. Um and Ellie offers to share her room with um with a mother and her two daughters um and it's we find out that the mother's husband is deployed at that point, so she's already having hard Christmas, but a snowstorm makes it worse uh oh, and then they go to the ice sculptures, right,
1: yeah, they go for a walk well. First, though, he takes her into his little work area and shows that he's an artist.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we, I think that's when we. So we find out he's an artist, but also that um, every year the town does what they call a Santa dinner. Such um, a lame name. It's a lame name, but kind of makes sense. Um, but so they like. I think they normally like do things like do things for charity, and just kind of a big town party. Um, and so he's doing a lot of this artwork to be able to sell at, the si- at a silent auction for charity. Because, of course, that's the theme of this movie, is charity. Pretty much. Yeah. Um,
1: and, like, personal charity, I think, too. I think it's trying to make a point that, like, yeah, you may donate to corporations and, like, you know big corporate charities but also make sure you watch out for your neighbors
0: yeah yeah that's Uh, that is a very big point in this see it's not just a rom-com it's got a good message
1: um but yeah so jake takes her out to see some ice sculptures that guess what he carved
0: he he designed them but actually his friend does like an art class at the college nearby and so i think the students actually carve them but he kind of tells he he designs them
1: yeah Uh, i totally missed that part i thought he did them (laughs) (laughs) um it's the corona brain (laughs) Uh, but yeah so after that they almost kiss but ellie is like oh my gosh i have a fiance and they don't kiss (sighs) oh my gosh um but she Decides that she's going to help Jake out and starts rounding up all the gifts for the auction. Uh, First, she makes cookies with Aunt Debbie and then she delivers them to all the local businesses who then, in exchange for the cookies, donate things for their auction.
0: Yeah, which again, I wish that was how the world worked. Just, here's some cookies, give me a guitar to sell at a silent auction.
1: And so Ellie pulls up with the truck full of items. And Jake is there, and is like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "I did all this." And they have this really strong, intimate hug. And who pulls up? Ellie's fiance.
0: Yeah. The devil. The, the he, very much so. Um, his name is Gray. Um, I don't terrible. think we've mentioned that he's literally. I don't know why she was even with him. Like, he would have not made it past one date for me. But I guess I I guess maybe he had some redeeming qualities to begin with but not in this movie um but yeah he shows up and he's I guess he had heard about the storm and basically came to rescue her and get her out of there
1: and he acts better than everybody at the town because he's a big corporate New Yorker and everyone there is just a small town person um and is like rude to Jake and is like you were hugging my girl too long essentially um And Ellie's then mad at him. And then... Ellie's like, I've got stuff to do. You just hang out. Which, like, I don't blame her. He wasn't even supposed to be there. And he's mad that Ellie's not paying attention. He's like, we need to get to Maui. And then she gives in and is like, fine. Tomorrow morning, we'll leave so we can make it to Maui. Um, And if Uncle Zeke isn't here, I'll just leave the letters so no like don't worry terrible fiance um and then the morning comes well first before the morning comes <laughs> um jesse you cover this part
0: so gray ends up I, I forget why or how but he ends up going to the bar just to, like have a drink while ellie's doing all the stuff she needs to do Um, and Jake walks in and orders a drink and sits down a couple seats down from him and they have a conversation and eventually Gray kind of lets it out who Ellie is, that she is actually Ellen Langford, um, which of course Jake knows who that is because the Langfords are like hometown heroes of the town. Um, so then of course Jake is like very upset that Ellie kept this from him, um, because of course Gray doesn't explain why she was there, and why she was doing what she was doing. Um, So, of course, big, huge misunderstanding, and Jake's mad.
1: Well then, anyway, Ellie knows none of this. The morning comes, and Jake is extremely cold to her, and she's like, hey, can you deliver these to Zeke? And he's like, nope, I can't, sorry that's a big tradition here that's a big deal for our town people for you to for these to be hand delivered and she's like well okay i guess i'll leave um however she's in the car with gray and she's looking back at the notes and she realizes that the one for this year is not there oh no um and she thinks earlier a couple scenes earlier, we see her read every note and kind of cry over like the memories here, and like the power, or like how her parents and like her dad and his business partner started from nothing. So she's like, "I left it in the room. Um, I have to go back." Gray, her fiance, is just terrible to her, and she has enough. And she takes off her ring and she gets out of the car and is like, "You know what? You're the worst." <laughs> i'm done and uh heads back to town i guess she walks there maybe calls an uber i don't
0: know No, she gets on the bus at the because they were at the oh, gas you're right. station she gets
1: on the bus she gets yeah, on the and bus. i gotta you're say right. that
0: her breakup with him was the most like the like most intense way she could have broken up with him and he completely deserved every second of it uh at one point he asks but what about maui and she's like oh you should just go by yourself i'm sure you'd love the company
1: um yes. just
0: total burn. It was so good and actually I think probably my favorite scene of the movie.
1: <laughs> Truly, it was great.
0: Um, um yeah, so she gets on the bus and goes back to Snowfalls. Um and this is now the Santa Dinner is going on. So she shows up there um and she interacts with Jake um near the silent auction and they kinda make up Um, I guess it was kind of a full makeup. Um, but then of course Santa's on stage and what do you know, Uncle Zeke is the, is Santa. He, so, and he says that he has a letter to read and that of course is the letter from Ellie's dad. Um, turns out he had it all along because why not? Um, but in that letter he announces that Ellie is to be to be made CEO of the family business of Home and Hearth. Um,
1: what?
0: Yeah, and it turns out, of course, Ellie's father is there. Um, so he comes, hugs, they have a big chat. And then Jake it and Ellie dance and kiss old, and make up. Well, t-
1: first, first it turns out it was a big old test.
0: It was. <laughs> Who <da laughs>
1: the fuck? like, they expected her to be there. And Andy, I mean... Debbie, who's played by Andy McDowell, um, was in on it, mm-hmm. and they had to have faith that they didn't know she would turn around, but they had faith that she would, and she did, because she knew what was right.
0: Aww. Uh,
1: and then they, Kate, Jake and Ellie kiss and dance to Silent Night. What a song to kiss and dance to. Yeah, really. Um, And it's implied that Ellie's dad is getting back together with Debbie.
0: Yeah, it is pretty heavily implied. Um, But yeah, that's that's really the movie. Um, So, of course, you know, very basic, very standard Hallmark-type movie. It's Um, fun. But it's a lot of fun and has those has those themes of charity and having faith in people Um, and of like realizing that other people might have a different view of life than you do. Um, And I think that just kind of makes it, it's kind of a more well-rounded Hallmark type movie.
1: Yeah. I definitely think um, it does a good job of displaying like human charity, I guess, Um, that, sometimes the greatest gift we can give people is just our own helping hand. Um, yeah. In that every person really has a matter. Um, you know, like every Christmas movie that I'm watching kind of follows this general same theme. Um, but I think it's just, you know, this is a different medium to get that message across. And I thought, I mean, it's really fun. Um, and, and I think it does have some really great sentimental moments that I haven't watched enough Hallmark Christmas movies to know if they're present in every single one, but this one, it definitely feels like it sticks out a little bit more, that it's trying to give a message other than just love others um, and love the person you love. Like this one, it seems to be saying like, selflessness will get you farther than you think.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like this is just more of a genuine kind of Christmas movie. Um, a more genuine, like, Christmas rom-com, and not so much a mass-produced, all-about-romantic-love kind of hallmark rom-com.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's, I, I'd say that's pretty much kind of where it is. It's, it's its Christmassy. it's all about charity, um, and, like, I think we kind of touched, we definitely touched on it, but I do love the fact that, like, it, it really does show kind of the difference between corporate charity and uh like community charity did i say therapy earlier
0: no i think he's said charity i don't
1: know where mine okay yeah. i said charity and then my mind said therapy i was gonna so it i love it because it kind of shows the juxtaposition between corporate charity and community charity um in seeing her, you know, we we see the beginning of the movie is her at a corporate charity party uh, for Toys for Tots, which is a very popular charity. Um, I don't know much about it, but I figure they probably make millions every year mm-hmm. um, just because they are a bigger charity um, and kind of the difference of the people there uh, with the end. She's at a community charity where all the money that they earn is going back into the snowfalls community um I don't know if it really tells you where it's going other than like it's being used by the community um and you just get to see kind of the differences of those parties how much more warm and welcoming the like human one is <laughs> versus the corporation one um and you get to see how it impacts people who are there and the people who are donating stuff to the private uh or to the silent auction. Um and ha- having worked with a nonprofit before, a small nonprofit in Nashville, it it's really fun to experience that form of charity and watching people do that rather than their typical, "Oh, well I gave to this one online, so it doesn't matter." Like I don't need to do more. Um seeing it as this movie portrays it, as I wanted to continue helping, helping my community, doing everything. I don't know where I'm going with this, but that's pretty much, that was a really nice message, was community and caring for your community and not just the big things. Like, focus on the people around you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It definitely puts an emphasis on the personal nature of the community kind of charity. Um, and how important that can be, and how it can even it can even like shape your whole worldview. You can either be a Jake or you can be a Gray, and Gray is very much the corporate charity kind of. Oh, I'll throw money at this organization, but Jake is the one organizing this charity event for his hometown. Um, and it's just it's so much more personal and more loving. I think there's more love in it than just saying. Than just, like, donating online to Toys for Tots or whatever just so you can get the tax write-off.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I
0: think that's a very important message that isn't often covered in Christmas movies, um, even though charity is a big part of the Christmas season. It might not be an integral part of the religious part of Christmas, although, then again, it kind of is, because, you know, we get the three kings coming to give gifts to Jesus, um, yeah. that's kind of, That's a form of charity um, and even just Jesus coming in general he was a gift to us and that that is God's form of charity I guess that's kind it, of a stretch it's
1: so um, funny though like when I was a kid I thought I was the smartest kid in the world because I came home one day and I said I figured out Christmas and my parents were like what and I said Jesus loves us so much that he wants us to get presents instead of him (laughs) 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 which you know is of course i mean i think it's a very i think it's a very kid way to look at the selflessness of jesus though like i mean i guess i had a good impression there uh but yeah in like the most selfless like in the most little kid way like understanding the selflessness of jesus there you know um but I, i think that's you know Tying that into what you said, I mean, Christmas is about selflessness and the gifts that we we give, um, whether it be tangible gifts or spiritual gifts. Um, it's, however, showing the love of Jesus we can.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to take it maybe even a bit deeper and a bit nerdier, um, the the love, so there are a lot of different kinds of love and each of them have a different name. I think in Latin... I don't know. My languages are not that great. Um, um Greek,
1: agape, uh right? that Those ones?
0: Yeah. But I actually, I think I am thinking of the Latin, because agape is what I'm thinking of, but it's actually, in the Latin, it is caritas, which is where we get the word charity from. And this, this caritas... Uh, okay, you're,
1: yeah, you're right. <laughs> um,
0: this caritas is the kind of love that is God's love, that is... It's self-sacrificial and it's self-giving. Um, oh,
1: I never knew that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And if we have this, we'll probably cover it on another podcast episode because I nerd out about these kinds of things.
1: But, well, because I only ever knew, as, as I said, like the Greek of agape, phileo, whatever all of them are. I didn't ever knew the Latin one in that, that even though, I, as I said before, I took Latin, but I never knew that and that that's charity.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. I I wish I had learned Latin because I love seeing the similarities between Latin and English words and like where we get certain words. It's
1: as dorky as I am. That's the entire reason I took three year, two years of Latin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I mean, I took Spanish, which is kind of close to Latin, um, and a lot of the words are very similar. Yeah, exactly. Um, But anyway, yeah. So this caritas, this really charity, is exactly the kind of love that God shows us. Um, And even, as we said, in giving Jesus to us for Christmas, for Christmas, um, just for him to come down and be among us, that was probably the strongest form of Caritas there is. Um, And I really love that this movie takes a focus on charity, probably, most likely, without even thinking of that connection between Charity and Caritas with God's Love. Um, but it just speaks to how deep the ideas of Christmas dwell, even in the most secular of Christmas movies and tradition.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I do want to preface, or uh, I keep saying preface, but it's not like we're, I'm not prefacing. Um, <laughs> do you want to just throw out there that we're not saying corporate charities are all bad um certainly there are some that don't put your money to the greatest use um but it you know donating into charity is still good (laughs) you know Uh, so don't take that as us saying only donate to small charities like whatever your heart is in donate to that
0: yeah but i i guess what um, i would say is if you have to choose between the two if you can't do both I would focus yeah. more on the small town community, personal charity over the, over the big corporate, just throwing your money at a at a company kind of charity.
1: Oh, st- straight up, for real. I mean, you know, I like I don't want to offend people on that, <laughs> but it's just hard for me personally to give to a corporation or a big time. Uh, like I love make a wish foundation i do i really love it i think it's a wonderful organization but i know so many people who who and corporations out there that donate to it that they're like worth billions of dollars now mm-hmm. and i think that there should i think that that's kind of a charity that people just automatically go oh that's a good one and give to it and it is don't get me wrong um but i do think that you should find stuff that touches your heart more and make it personal.
0: Yeah, see if, like, um, my big advice would be to see if your church does anything. I know my church, every year, we do this thing called the giving tree. So um, right right after um, Thanksgiving, we put up a big tree in our foyer, and there are little tags hanging off as ornaments. And each of those has a name of a person, um, what organization they're at. So a lot of them are, like, nursing homes or orphanages or things like that. And then, what exactly they want, and so you go go out, you buy it, you when wrap you're it, just
1: nursing homes, I yeah old people,
0: yeah, um, but you go out and you buy the thing, and you know who you're buying it for and exactly what color they want, and stuff like that, and you wrap it and put it under the tree, um and it's so cool um. to see that go from a very empty tree to like you can't even get in the doors there's so there are so many gifts under that under that tree, um okay. and then. We, then we have a day where a whole bunch of volunteers come in and we distribute them to different. we have classrooms in our church. Um, so we dis, um, organize them into classrooms by whatever place they're going to, and then people load them up in their cars and take them to these people. Um, and we did it all the time growing up. And every year we buy, my family buys a gift for the giving tree. Um, and then very many years we were involved in the distributing them. Um, and it's just, it feels so very good to be up. first of all, to be able to see all the gifts under the tree and everybody at our church giving to that. But also to be in the process of helping distribute them. It just, it gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Um, right. And I love X, it.
1: uh... Well, um, my church one year, I mean, we do, we do something similar. Um, uh, I don't know what our organization, uh, went to, what, what it went to. I think it was the, I think it switches, but mainly it's the Knoxville area rescue mission, uh, which mm-hmm. is a homeless shelter here. <laughs> and one time I think I was in elementary school, I think it was in fifth grade. Um, my small group was the one that was tasked with delivering the gifts essentially, mm-hmm. um, and I remember it was just like toothpaste and stuff, and i me being a like ignorant little fifth grader, I remember like consistently being like, "Man, I hope no one hugs me. they probably smell bad, you know, like I'm being so judgmental, um but we dropped everything off, and it was one of the workers, but she had been homeless in the past, and now she worked for the organization and she was like. Cry, you know like starting to tear up like you know it's a group of fifth graders bringing them all this stuff and i remember she just reached out and like grabbed me of all people like she wasn't even near me she just like made a beeline towards me and like hugged me and i could feel myself just melt (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh i was so against this like simple act of love and charity and all that And, like, in that moment, I was like, wow, thanks, God. (laughs) Like, you really did teach me there. Um, So, I don't know. I guess we kind of went off on a little tangent, but...
0: Yeah, but, I I mean, just giving people the idea of what things are out there that they can do. um, If they are so inclined and are able to this year, I know this year is crazy. Um, But, yeah, just... That's... I mean that that is Christmas right there is being able to do that for other people.
1: Yeah, and there's so many good, so many good places out there, especially in your local community. I mean, I know I saw one just the other day in Knoxville that I I think a lot of people wouldn't think about being a like charity to donate to, um. But I kind of love the idea of it. I saw it on uh, Instagram, and I was going to text you about it, Jesse, actually, because I saw it a few hours ago. Uh-huh. Um. I hope I can find it. I don't remember the name. But it's, you are buying gifts for kids who have either both parents or one parent in prison. Um, Oh, goodness. And the gift, and it kind of makes me want to cry. The gift doesn't say it's from the organization. It says it comes from their parent who is in prison.
0: Oh, no, that's actually going to make me cry.
1: Right? Um, It really touched my heart um i hope i can remember the name of it or find it because it's i think it's a really touching charity that you know we always talk about a selfless act i feel like that is one genuine one because you know i feel like a lot of people are like well you know they made the bad decision of and they should be in prison and not get that time with their kids but like think about what's you know that's taking so much away from the kids and if you can donate (laughs) present and they can believe that it's from their parent like gosh think about how much that does for a kid
0: and like that's the thing is like that organization isn't taking the credit for it they're giving all the credit to the parents um and you as a donor or the organization itself like you don't put your name on it and that's really really beautiful and really selfless and really caring
1: Well, who knew Podmas would take us into a whole separate episode about charity? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, honestly, I'd love to hear, um, you know, we love asking questions on this. Um, I'd love to hear what charity touches your heart the most. Um, What's one you donate to? Um, Or one you think more people should know about? Because I think that is an essential part of Christmas. It's it's not called the spirit of giving for (laughs) No reason. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is a time to give.
0: It really is.
1: Oh, I guess we do need to, we do need to place this on our Christmas list.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's important. So we only have this one and tomorrow's episode left, uh, which means we only have two spots to fill. And I honestly wow. don't know where to put this one. <laughs> Um, it's definitely, I don't think it beats Klaus, or It's a Wonderful Life, or Elf. No. I, I think it's definitely not in the top five.
1: I was actually thinking about putting it at number six above, uh, Santa Claus, because I think it, I don't know, I love Santa Claus, but I, I did really love the message of this movie, um, and I did really enjoy the Christmassy aspects of it, um, and I don't know, I mean, I know we're, we're terrible at biases on this because animated movies aren't going to have as strong of a message necessarily. I say as classes are number one, but like the old school animated, um, aren't going to have as strong of a message, but I really, I think it, I think it'd be number six.
0: You know, I, I can get behind that. I think. That does work well, and it's really hard because a lot of the movies we picked are, like, very good movies with very strong themes. Besides Star Wars, we're not going to talk about Star Wars. (laughs) That
1: was a mistake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Um, But yeah, I think this one did have, for all of its kind of cheesy hallmarkiness, it does have a really, really good message. And it got us talking about charity, which is really cool that it did um so yeah let's put we'll put it at number six under love actually
1: yeah so our list is klaus number one of course phenomenal if you have not seen it yet go watch it what are you doing <laughs> two it's a wonderful life another classic go see it three elf phenomenal four unlikely angel i uh put dolly parton's face on our christmas angel like that's very <laughs> important <laughs> Five, love actually. Still stand by Sarah and Carl having the best story. Six Christmas inheritance. Yay charity. Seven, Santa Claus. We love a good old classic Santa myth. Not in you know um <laughs> not that Santa's not real, but myth is in story. Yeah. Um eight. Annabelle's wish because we all have wishes. My Christmas wish is that I get my taste back. Please <laughs> um, <laughs> nine rudolph you know we're all misfits but we're trying to play make our way in the world ten frosty gosh i love that dude um and 12 star wars um where we will place the next one i don't know
0: i don't know i really i i enjoy your commentary after each and every one of those It's fantastic <laughs> you're
1: welcome <laughs> i'm i'm on drugs <laughs> No, <laughs> well, wow. cold drugs, you know, like not marijuana or cocaine or heroin. Um, he's, but like, he's
0: on cold medicine.
1: <laughs> cold medicine. <laughs> 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 all right, well, thank you all for listening to this episode of Faith bomb If you like what you heard and would like to continue to support us in our effort to explore the Christian tradition, and in this case, some fun Christmas movies. Please like, subscribe, and follow our show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Feel free to also follow us on Instagram at faithpalmpodcast and message us at faithpalmpodcast at gmail.com or through anchor at anchor.fm slash faithpalm with any questions, corrections, suggestions, or the name of the charity that really touches your heart.
1: Mary Podmas!
0: Mary <laughs> Podmas! We'll see you tomorrow for our very final, our twelfth day of Podmas, and a wonderful Christmas Eve. Woo!